Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan! Right now, plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. This is Mark from Mark on Money. I'm glad you're here and listening. Today we're going to talk about estate planning, what you should do to prepare, but really more importantly, we're going to focus on what you should do to distribute an estate and all of the things. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money with your host, Mark Gills. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in. To mark on money. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money. Mark Gills is here. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark is a certified financial planner. He's a fiduciary, independent, more than 30 years helping folks. You'll find him at EFS Wealth Management. And that's EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm good. How are you today? Very, very well, thanks. This is a good topic. I like this. I mean, it's, and to me, estate planning is, I mean, like one of the last things I want to think about, but it really should be at the top of the list to make sure it's done. Right. And, and it's a topic that we've talked about before. Um, you know, estate, one of the figures is, and it's kind of like retirement planning too. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, People don't deal with all the time. It doesn't really affect them um, until they're dead, right. and you know, oh, maybe when they're living too, because there are more things to go around with estate planning. Um, but it's it's a topic that I think we talk about uh, with our clients, and and uh, it's also something that we deal quite a bit with. Uh, we average about one death a month in our practice. And, you know, over my career, uh, it's hundreds of uh, estates and not only estates that we've helped distribute, but also estates that, you know, we've been, you know, involved in from, you know, people inheriting money who are our clients. Also helping people plan, you know, how, you know, what should they do? Should they have a trust? You know, all those types of things. Um, how do we avoid time delays, costs, expenses, taxes? You know, all those things are part of estate planning. Right. Well, there's... and so, 
we're we're going to talk about estate planning, and then we're going to talk about estate distribution, because you know, estate planning is the simple part. Estate distribution can be a little bit more complicated. Well, they, they're both complicated, really. But one fact is, is only one third of people out there really have done any type of planning for their estate. So one third, so 33% of individuals uh, have done, you know, estate planning. They have a valid will. They've done other estate planning items to help with, you know, any unexpected things that might happen. Well, that's and the thing. Diff- yeah. Well, I mean, again, yeah. when you talk about unexpected, yeah, that's that's the worst time to not have a plan. Right. And there's different things that you really have to have to plan for as you move through those, you know, life stages. You know, one of the things that I always talked about with younger people, which was the most important thing, was to have a will, not necessarily because, you know, the will is going to distribute assets, but more importantly, because in that will, you can name who's going to be the guardian of minor children. And also in that will, um, you can set up a, you know, a trust that's created at death that, you know, will manage assets for those minor children. And you can name a trustee. You can name distributions to those minor kids. So when they turn 18, they don't get, you know, a couple million dollars in cash and ruin their lives. You can set distribution ages at 25 or 30 or 35 and keep that money invested and help protect those kids from themselves until they learn how to manage wealth. Because for younger people, quite often, you know, they have quite a bit of life insurance, or at least I hope they would, uh, in case something did happen to mom and dad or one of the two of them so that the other one is able to continue uh, that lifestyle and fund college and all those other things, pay off mortgages maybe go back to school and get reeducated, et cetera. But, you know, you've, you've got usually quite a bit of money that's sitting there, and usually the money's not even needed for the children because they get survivor benefits from Social Security. So a lot of times that money just sits there until the kids turn 18. If there is not a trust set up, it goes into a conservatorship, which is managed by the court and is not necessarily invested the way it should be, it can be expensive. It can be very uh, frustrating to deal with a conservatorship. Um, I've had uh, my experience with a few of those over my career, and I can tell you from experience, uh, a trust is way easier, way more flexible, um, gives a lot more um, opportunities for diversification, for using those assets, uh, how the trustee seems fit without having to have a judge um, you know, approve every distribution to those miners. Right. And again, these are the all the things that you just, you go over with people when they come in and, and uh, it becomes certainly an important part of the puzzle. So let's go through the basic pieces of the of that. I mean, you talked about probate a little bit. So where does, where do wills and trusts come in? Well, you know, you know, assets are, are distributed quite often according to um, what's called the operation of the law, uh, which means that it's titleship, you know, how the assets are titled, joint ownership with rights of survivorship is quite often how assets are titled, or um, beneficiary designations. You know, so life insurance, your 401k plan, your IRA, uh, annuities, they all have the ability for you to name a beneficiary of and so you may have a will that says, well, I leave, you know, everything to 
um, you know, so-and-so. But if you have beneficiaries designated, uh, the beneficiaries are going to take precedence over what your will says. The will only is going to control uh, what is not passed through the operation of the law, joint ownership or beneficiary designations. And for the most part, uh, you can almost have most of the things that you have um, passed through that manner, through operation of the law. I mean, naming everyone as a beneficiary, even on individual accounts, you can set up either PODs, uh, payable upon death designations, or TODs, transfer upon death designations, so that that money does not go through probate. It does not... Um, uh, it is not controlled by uh, your will, and it's a it's an immediate transference of assets. There's no time delays there. It's just a matter of how long does it take to retitle those accounts or file beneficiary claim forms to have those assets distributed. So that's that's in terms of setting up the accounts, and then in there's different ownership structures to get that done. Now that doesn't always mean that that's the best way to do things because there's always exceptions, but that is one of the simplest ways to pass assets and one of the least uh, complicated. Uh, other than the fact that if you have many different types of assets and you want to change one of those beneficiaries, just remember you've got to change the beneficiary on every single account that you have, whether it's percentage-wise uh, or so forth. And there's and there's different ways you leave that money to beneficiaries. You know there is, um, you know, leaving it to um, an individual, <clears throat> which just goes to them. And then there's leaving it to the individual per stirpes, which means that it goes to them. And if they're no longer living, it goes to their direct lineage. Um, and so you have to keep that in mind too. Like I said, estate planning does get kind of complicated if you start looking at all the different pieces and all the different things that uh, you can do. Our job, you know, when we sit down with individuals is we partner with an attorney, your attorney, or we partner with an estate planning attorney who's done this, you know, a thousand times. And our job is to kind of walk through and try, help, try to help you figure out what you want to get accomplished so that when you go talk to the attorney, you pretty much are educated and you know, what the direction is that you want to point that attorney to so that you don't have to meet with them and they have to, you know, walk you through and charge you hundreds of dollars an hour to educate you. That's an expensive education. Sure. To have the attorney teaching you at three or four hundred dollars an hour about estate planning. And so we kind of walk you through the basics and we know your situation usually because we've been working with you for many years. Uh, we have those conversations. We know your family dynamics. We've had those discussions during our reviews. Um, and not only that, but we can kind of give you some of the best practices and say, you know, hey, here's here's what, you know, our experience is that, you know, has been, you know, successful uh, in doing in the past and give examples of different uh, ways to get things accomplished. You know, one of the things we always share with individuals is that, you know, in talking with our clients and even setting up estate planning and even doing it correctly, we always share that you can minimize potential family 
conflict, but you can't always eliminate it. So if you think your family is going to be cordial and everything's going to flow very smoothly after you're gone, that might be the case, but you would be the exception, not the rule. Because the rule is usually that there uh, is usually something that is not um, going to go very well, and you're you're you know it's yeah it can get very ugly as you know Steve right mm, absolutely it can and and so you have great relationships with with estate planning attorneys or if we have our own we can bring them along too yeah absolutely we have those discussions um, and you know a lot of the times we know you know more information than what the attorney does because we we've seen all the assets we know you uh, we know what the situation is and so we can help put the, that puzzle together uh, and make sure nothing is left out you know one of the things that usually has to happen is you know if you're setting up TOD accounts or beneficiaries well your financial person is the one that's processing that information and you know you're making making sure that you don't forget to uh, do something that's going to cost you know you a lot of money you don't want to forget to change the beneficiary on a $10,000 life insurance policy and you've left it to um, your parents because you've had it for 50 years and you've just kind of forgot about it and you pass away and your mom and dad, your parents are gone too and now you have a life insurance policy worth $10,000 that you know has a beneficiary on it and the only way to get it distributed is you have to open up their estate that is has to be distributed to this person's estate who's already and it just turns into be a big mess and you end up paying thousands of dollars and spending a ton of time to distribute ten thousand yeah. dollars. That's not what you want to have happen. You know, or in another example is, you know, um you've got, you know, five shares of, you know, um deer stock that's been sitting there and it's in individual or some funky ownership or something like that and everything else you've set up with beneficiaries or TODs or you have a trust but you forgot about this deer stock that's sitting there and now you literally have to pay more money to an attorney and cost to distribute five shares of stock than what the stock is actually even worth. So it's those things that you want to make sure that you dot your I's and cross your T's and don't wind up with some some minimal uh, item that is just a nuisance account. Yeah, I call them nuisance accounts, mm -hmm. things that you really have forgot about. It's in your safe deposit box. It's, you know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's land. You know, another good example is, you know, you own property in more than one state. Okay. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you, you might have to have multiple probates if property is owned in more than one state because you have to probate that property according to the state laws of that state where the where the that property resides in. So real property can be an issue um and needs to be, you know, talked about and handled uh differently. You know, we live in an area where, you know, we live on the corner of three states, Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota. So we we've had people that have property in three different states and maybe even Minnesota. Um you know, or maybe you have property outside of the U.S. Maybe it's in Canada, you know, or somewhere else where you have property. And so that's that is important to understand how to properly set up that particular asset, how that asset gets distributed, and what's the best means and practices in that 
area. So that's all about estate planning. So, but then what happens on the other end, right? Yeah, let's talk. So, um, I mentioned earlier that you know we distribute, um, you know, about one estate. You know, we have we have about one person that dies every month. You know, maybe sometimes more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've got a very defined process, as you would imagine, on you know how to do that. Uh, we have a specific individual in our office who is. Um, done this and is very uh, adept at, um, you know, distributing assets, providing documents, and and here's what typically happens. And any what what we understand is, is that you've never done this before. I mean, people have invested money, you know, they've named beneficiaries, they understand life insurance, they mm-hmm. maybe have investments, four hundred one k's, IRAs, Roths, they own property, but they've never you know, been part of an estate distribution process. And maybe they are named as the executor and they're the ones who is responsible to um, do all these things. And what I always what I always tell people is the first thing that you want to do um, is you want to talk to us. And, and one of the things that I caution people is, <clears throat> you know, do not go and talk to the attorney who's your mom and dad's attorney or even your attorney because the question is, is that the right attorney that you should be utilizing to handle any legal aspects of that estate distribution? Um, and a lot of times we are involved where we're you know a month or two in with someone's estate and they've already talked to an attorney. They're already halfway through that and, and, and the and the and the thing that I always say to people is, you know, I wish you would have talked to me before you did X, Y, and Z, because maybe there was a better way to do that. And so what our job is to say, hey, here's your options, here's your directions, here's what you want to understand. Um, and, you know, this is what you need to be aware of. You know, when you're settling an estate, um, you need to be aware that it's a negotiation process usually between you and the attorney's office if you need legal things handled. And in my opinion, you want to pay by the hour every time. You do not want to work with an attorney that's going to charge you a percentage of assets um, because usually their job is fairly minimal, and that is the most expensive way to uh, pay for legal fees. You just simply want to pay uh, on an hourly basis. Uh, just for their advice and to process forms and documents if that is needed. And you want to find an attorney who is an estate planning attorney, not a general practitioner who, you know, has not um, done very many estates, or they do family law, they do real estate law, you know, they do estate planning, maybe they write some wills and trusts, but it's not what they do every day, Um uh, because estate planning is something that can be very complicated, um, and you want to find somebody that, especially if they're going to be charging you by the hour, that they know what they need to do. They're not saying, well, we need to do this, and then, well, no, they did do that right, so now we have to do this, or they have to do time, take time to research, you know, whatever. Um, so that's number one. Talk to us first. You know, there's usually never a huge hurry in estate planning because there's usually nothing 
that can be done uh, until you are um, until you get a death certificate, right. and that usually takes a week or so before um, a death certificate is produced. Um, you know, if you are named as an executor, you know you want to be appointed as the executor, so you need appointment papers and that type of thing to open up an estate account um, or to take over the checking account to pay bills and those types of things. So it's usually a couple weeks um, before there's really anything that can um, be done. You know, if there's a business involved, you know, then time is a little bit more of the essence to have an executorship appointed. Hopefully there was some business instructions and those types of estate planning things that were done. So there is no interruption uh, in business operations. Um, but anyway, usually there's some time to get things, you know, accomplished. All right. And what what I always explain to people is, you know, it's it's a totally another um, type of language when you're talking about estate planning and all the things that that uh, need to be done. Uh, and we help walk through that process. What my experience is is that um, it's it's should not take that long. It should not be that complicated. But you have to have somebody that's an advocate on your side to help you to decipher what you know people are telling you to do to make sure that it is done correctly. Um, you know what I've seen. You know, I'll just give you some examples of some things that I've seen that make no sense. Um, remember, we talked about operational law. Yes. You know, things are distributed. You know, according to um, you know how how written. So if there's beneficiaries um, on life insurance or annuities or IRAs, uh, those can be distributed immediately. And I've seen people that have let those things sit there for months because the attorney that they're working with says, well, we need to go through probate process and this and that. And But you don't have to wait for those things. You know, it's only the only thing that's going to go through the probate process is those things that are not named as the beneficiary, maybe the house maybe bank accounts, um, maybe an investment account that's held individually. But if there's life insurance, annuities, IRAs, you know, file those, you know, distribution paperwork, distribute those. Those are things that are usually done in the first two weeks and should be completed by the end of the month after death. You know, four to six weeks, you should have most of those things already distributed. But in saying that, people are like, oh, this will be simple. I can you know, write to the annuity company and, and get paperwork to distribute it. Um, but what happens a lot of times that delays those things is the paperwork isn't done correctly or all the beneficiaries don't complete their, their paperwork on a timely basis um, because they all are trying to complete that information separately. Um, and that's where our office staff like us comes in and says, well, hey, we'll get the claim forms. We'll fill them out. We'll submit them. Uh, we'll make sure that they are processed by the insurance company. We'll make sure there's nothing that is not done incorrectly to delay any of those beneficiaries. And we can walk through and explain. If you've ever seen a beneficiary form which or beneficiary claim form, which you probably haven't, um, there may be nine different options that the beneficiary can choose to have money distributed. Um, 
And the lump sum is one of those options. Usually it's like, well, you know, pay me a check, distribute my money. But what are the consequences of doing that? Well, there could be tax consequences. There could be other distribution options that are more beneficial to you that you just don't know um, are the right options for you. And because there's four beneficiaries or three beneficiaries, each beneficiary can take a different option based upon what benefits them. And so a lot of times what we end up doing is when mom and dad are passed away, we meet with all the beneficiaries as a group, and then we meet with each one of them individually to help them decide based upon their situation, their family makeup, their tax situation, whatever, what's the best claiming option for them to choose. And can you imagine nine different options? You know, there's, you know, maybe a lump sum. Maybe there is no distribution option, you know, on an annuity. You could let it sit there for up to five years and not take any money. You could distribute it equally over five years, six years, seven years, eight years. Um, there's, you know, lifetime benefits. You can roll the money to a different company. A lot of times post-death, you can do a 1031 exchange after death to a company that maybe has oh. better distribution options. You have all of those different options you know, on some claim forms, um, and, you know, you've got to know which one is the best one for you because if you choose the wrong one, it could literally cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, I don't like the sound of that, Mark. Right. And so, <clears throat> and so you want to talk to somebody that knows what is, is the best option. And a lot of times, you know, what we see is, you know, if it's a life insurance from XYZ Insurance Company, um, they send an insurance agent out there with the check to distribute it, and then they try to get you to invest into another company product that may not even be appropriate for you because they're just simply, oh, you've got $50,000. Let's take it and put it into XYZ. All they're looking for is, you know, get paid to getting paid a commission. There's no planning involved. Um, it's just a sales pitch. And again, that's not something that you probably want to do immediately after someone passes away. Um, you want to be thoughtful um, and and decide on how that money should be invested. Um, and between spouses, you know, if if it's mom and dad, and dad passes away and mom is inheriting money, uh, again, you know, there's a lot of inheritance options that you know a surviving spouse can choose. Uh, so it's not just as simple as, well, take all the money, put it, put it into my account or continue, continue the contract, take a payout. You know, it's just more choices. So going through and understanding what those choices are, uh, making sure paperwork is done correctly, making sure there's no consequences. Um, and what happens a lot of times is, you know, you've got multiple people involved that you're talking to, right? Yes. So you have a person that has an investment account. You have you know, you know, maybe the accounts at XYZ, you know, investment company. So you're talking to that investment person. They've got an annuity with ABC insurance company and this other agent. So now you're talking to this person. You have a life insurance policy with this individual, or maybe it's a benefit. Maybe it's a 401k at a company. So now you're talking with, you know, Empower or, you know, Fidelity or, you know, one of those companies that, you know, has the 401k plan. 
and now you have tax issues involved. So now you got to talk to a tax person, and you've got an attorney involved that's handling you know documents. So you go to the attorney to ask him a tax question. He says, "Well, you got to go talk to the tax person," you know, or you know, you have you know the uh, investment company saying, "Well, you need to talk to your tax person to decide what the distribution is." It's going to work out best for you. So you've got so many people involved that you're talking to, uh, and it, that's why it takes so much time. Uh, what we try to do is we coordinate all of those conversations between all those other professionals. And a lot of times you don't need to talk to four different investment people. We handle all the paperwork for every single investment account, no matter where it is, even if it's not even ours, and help simplify that process. That's what a person really needs to be looking for, in my opinion, when you're distributing assets is is look for someone that is well-versed, understands estate distribution, and can coordinate between all of those other professional and all of those accounts that you may have to help you uh, because this is something you've never done before. Right. Well, and again, boy, you've t- you've given us a lesson today, Mark. That's really good stuff. And and again, in an area that that can get pretty complicated just from the way that you described it. But it seems if we if we take it one step at a time, work with a professional like you, uh, you're going to help get us there. Right. And and you know, just helping you give you know information. That's I think where the important part comes in. Um, and. You know, we're all going to, you know, eventually be part of that if we haven't been there yet. And if you've been there, you understand what I'm talking about, how complicated it can be and frustrating at times and time consuming. All of those things, Mark. Uh, I think we've all lived through that. (laughs) Right. So that's what I've got for today. Um, Hopefully that helps um, shed a little bit of light on that angle. You know, it's, it's something that we... Uh, I've talked about in the past, we don't talk a lot about, um, but it does encompass uh, a lot of a lot of things, and it's important. Yep, so I will leave it at that. And, yeah, if you have questions, um, you can call us, you can email me. If you're going through some of those processes or you think you're going to or, or that is something that's coming up, um, you know, we do work as that advocate for you in helping through that distribution process, we can visit with you about how that works and what that looks like. Sounds fantastic, Mark. Really appreciate the insight today. Well, you're welcome. Everybody uh, continue to enjoy um, your summer, and hopefully you've gotten some time off. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. 
I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com.